Hi, it's Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 340 of Lean Blog Audio. Today I'm reading a post, an article that I wrote. It was published September 12th on the Quality Digest website, qualitydigest.com. I will put a link to the article in the show notes, or if you use leanblog.org slash audio340, it will automatically forward you to the piece if you would like to add um, a comment there. Um, The title of the piece, the main headline says, stop spending money on problem-solving training. So I'll just leave that there for a second. You might be surprised to hear me say that. The sub-headline, the second part of the headline, focus on psychological safety instead. So that might not surprise you as much. Stop spending money, or maybe it should say, stop spending more money on problem-solving training. Focus on psychological safety instead. So I can't count how many times during the past 20 years I've heard executives complain that their people aren't enthusiastically participating in their lean program. Or to interject, you could describe this as continuous improvement or what have you, but that leaders complain, and this happens, they'll say, my people aren't participating. Leaders lament that while the company has spent a small fortune to put everybody through continuous improvement training, hardly anybody submits ideas. The problem isn't their employees. It's a cultural problem and therefore a leadership problem. These frustrated leaders often try to force employees to participate through incentives or quotas. A better strategy for leaders is taking responsibility and working to reduce two key cultural factors that keep employees from speaking up, fear and futility. In an environment of fear and punishment, employees understandably protect themselves by staying quiet about opportunities for improvement, but that comes at a great cost to the organization. How do we address this? Don't just tell employees that they should feel safe or be brave in the face of fear. Eliminating fear is crucial, as W. Edwards Deming said decades ago. We need to replace fear with psychological safety. What is psychological safety? Social scientist and writer Timothy R. Clark succinctly defined psychological safety as, quote, a culture of rewarded vulnerability. A vulnerable act, using that language, therefore, exposes a person to the risk of harm or loss. Now, basically, any interaction between two or more human beings can be vulnerable, some interactions more than others. A specific act might make a person vulnerable to some degree, In a specific situation, such as disagreeing with a particular leader, admitting a mistake, or making a process improvement suggestion. Now, unlike physical safety, where we might say a particular act is inherently risky for all, uh, such as working up high without a safety harness, the perceived level of risk for acts, such as admitting we don't know how to do something, is situational and individual. Tim Clark also says psychological safety is a social condition in which you feel included, safe to learn, safe to contribute, and safe to challenge the status quo, all without fear of being embarrassed, marginalized, or punished in some way. He dubs those four points the four stages of psychological safety. I highly recommend Clark's book. Um, As we progress to the fourth stage of psychological safety, everybody feels safe to challenge the status quo. That would be the ideal, everybody. 
you feel safe to challenge the status quo, that leads to a culture of continuous improvement. Reaching this pinnacle requires a foundation in stage one of feeling included, accepted, and respected. And I'll interject here. Um, those of you who are familiar with uh, lean and the Toyota production system, you'll hear the word respect and we'll say, ah, respect for people, respect for humanity. That's a core foundation of Toyota's culture of continuous improvement. So how do leaders boost the feeling of psychological safety? How do leaders cultivate the conditions in which employees feel safe enough to speak up and participate in continuous improvement? Clark argues that leaders need to do two things. One, model vulnerable acts, and two, reward vulnerable acts. For example, leaders must model the key behaviors they wanna see, such as admitting that things aren't perfect. Leaders can also model helpful behaviors by sharing an idea with the words. Uh, I might not be completely right, so let's test our idea on a small scale and see. When leaders model these vulnerable acts, some employees might choose to follow their lead. When a person chooses to speak up, it isn't a matter of courage or character, it's a function of culture. The level of safety that's felt by an employee is the end result of all the interactions they've had with leaders and colleagues past and present. Leaders can ask employees to speak up, but more importantly, the leaders must actively and continually reward employees for doing so. Now, I don't mean financial rewards. It often starts with simply saying thank you when others point out a mistake or an opportunity for improvement. Leaders must then ensure that scientific improvement cycles follow. Don't replace fear with futility. If we don't combine psychological safety with effective problem solving, we'll end up replacing fear with futility, where people start saying, it's safe enough to speak up, but it's not worth the effort because nothing happens. When it's safer and easier to use one's voice, and when doing so leads to action and improvement, people are more likely to continue speaking up and participating in continuous improvement, or lean, or whatever we call it. Leaders replace fear and punishment with encouragement and positive reinforcement. People who feel relatively high levels of psychological safety can then participate fully in the entire PDSA cycle, plan, do, study, adjust, whether it's labeled as that, lean, Kaizen, A3 problem solving, or what have you. But in these four stages, plan, we feel safe identifying and speaking up about problems or opportunities for improvement. Do, we feel safe to candidly debate possible countermeasures, focusing on what ideas seem best rather than the position of who had them. Study, we feel safe to honestly evaluate the effect of the countermeasure without fear of being punished for failing or falling short. Adjust, we feel safe to admit the need to change course if needed, instead of feeling pressured to justify and rationalize what had been done. Psychological safety plus problem solving equals improvement. At Toyota, what's required for somebody to pull the and on cord, something that happens hundreds of times a day in each of their plants? A feeling of psychological safety means that team members expect they won't be punished for pointing out problems and potentially stopping the line. Coupling this with effective problem solving means they won't be constantly pulling the and on cord for the same problem, which gets frustrating even if it triggers a non-punitive response each time. 
The evidence seems clear that Toyota reduces both the fear factor and the futility factor. In the book Toyota Culture, Jeff Liker, who studied Toyota for decades, and Michael Hoseas, a former Toyota leader, wrote, Toyota believes people must be treated fairly. They must feel psychologically and physically safe. Learning from mistakes and continuous improvement more broadly requires mutual trust. As Liker and Hoseas write, without trust in their employers, employees are reluctant to admit the existence of problems and learn that it's safest to hide them. I'd predict that if you hire an experienced Toyota team member into a factory without this culture, they might start off pointing out problems out of habit, but they might quickly learn not to speak up, either because they get punished for doing so or they learn it's a waste of time in that setting. Again, our feeling of psychological safety, and I'd add our willingness to speak up, is both individual and situational. Stop blaming the employees. So if your organization struggles to engage everybody in continuous improvement, stop blaming the employees. Instead, take a look at your culture and leadership behaviors and the current state of psychological safety. Ironically, many employees might feel it's unsafe to discuss how unsafe they feel. So using validated anonymous surveys can gauge the level of psychological safety and the variation across teams, which establishes a starting point for measurable and meaningful improvement. I'm going to interject again here real quick. If you would like help measuring the level of psychological safety across different teams, uh, I can help you with that. I am um, certified and trained and licensed um, to use um, the psychological safety survey that comes from Tim Clark and his organization, Leader Factor. Um, you can contact me, mark at markgraven.com. So to wrap up the piece here, instead of investing more to train the frontline team members on problem-solving methods, Spend more time educating and coaching leaders on the behaviors that are proven to build psychological safety. Starting at the top, leaders must model and reward vulnerable acts related to continuous improvement. Instead of blaming workers, change the management behaviors that change the culture. Participation and continuous improvement will be far more likely to materialize and everybody wins. Okay, so there are a few comments. And again, you can find the article um, at qualitydigest.com, use leanblog.org slash audio 340 um, to forward you there. Um, there's a comment um, on the article from Jonathan A. Um, says, well, well said, thanks for a good article. I'd add one more element of safety, safe to try something and have it quote unquote fail. If people are expected only to succeed every time they submit an improvement, they will avoid submitting ideas that might not work out. There's my reply. It's a great point. Um, yes, I agree. I tried to say as much in the article, but I think um, Jonathan stated it more clearly. That's the need for psychological safety in the study and adjust phases of the PDSA cycle. Um, if leaders can't accept it when people try to improve and quote unquote fail, which might mean falling short of desired improvement, then that will drive people to be, as Jonathan said, be very hesitant to try anything but the safest of improvements. So if you'd like a deeper dive into some of these concepts, uh, please check out uh, my new book that, that covers um, themes around psychological safety and problem solving. The book is called The Mistakes That Make Us, Cultivating a Culture of Learning and Innovation. You can find the book at mistakesbook.com.